Welcome to the Find Your Purpose Now podcast. We are delighted that you are here because this is for you. We do this to help you find and live your purpose, the good purpose that's uniquely yours. Because when you find it, everything starts to just fall into place. You're happier, you're more peaceful, you have better relationships with good people. It is remarkable what happens when you are living in the sweet middle of your purpose, the purpose that you've been perfectly matched to live. The great news is you're in the right place to find it. So let's get started. Hey, welcome back to the Find Your Purpose Now podcast. I'm so glad that you're with me today. I want to talk to you today about the genius that's inside of you. Now, you might not feel like a genius. Um, Some of us have even been told that, you know, uh, we're not that bright or here's our flaws or, you know, whatever. If you've had that experience, okay, that's fine. You're, uh, you're not alone. There are lots of us who have had people point out to us our faults and failings. I want to talk to you today, though, about how to find and tease out of yourself and develop, magnify the genius that's inside of you. It is there. Don't doubt for a minute that it's not. It is there. And it's there for a reason. Every single talent that you have, every gift that you have, everything that you know, all of that is there for a reason. There's nothing capricious in nature. You wouldn't have a gift if you were not intended to use the gift. So the genius that's in you is is something that is uniquely yours. You might have similarity. We all have similarities with other people. But your genius was created for a specific purpose, sometimes for a specific person or group of people. And here's what I mean by that. Someone who's a really gifted teacher, for example, has this amazing ability to not only communicate complicated thoughts in a way that make them easy to understand for their students, but they also have that ability to connect with their students. And it's that connection that becomes the pipeline where ideas flow. The ideas in that gifted teacher's head translate over into the minds of the students. And that's when real learning takes place. See, I think that's genius because I don't know that you can really teach somebody how to really connect with others, sincerely connect on a meaningful level. That's what I'm talking about. That's genius. There are people who are genius at, I don't know, uh, auto repair, okay? You might not think of somebody who repairs vehicles for a living as a genius. Oh, guess what? Yes, they are. 
because they're doctors working on patients that can't communicate what's wrong. They have to figure it out. And some people, okay, some people learn whatever they learn, whatever it is, learn whatever they learn uh, in school or from a mentor or coach or whatever. And some people have a little something extra. They have an ability to do something, to figure something out, to continue with the example of the of the auto mechanic. Figuring out diagnostics, diagnosing something that is tough. Maybe in an older car that doesn't have all the computerization and you just, you know, plug something in and the diagnosis just appears on a screen, you know exactly what to do. If you go back old school to the cars that didn't have all that, the people who, you know, would just intuitively figure it out and fix it, uh, they're using their genius. You might be someone who is able to sit with someone who's suffering. Just be quiet. Just listen. Just be a comfort for that person. That's a kind of genius. You might be the person who has a gift for encouraging people, that you always have a word of encouragement, no matter how down somebody is, or no matter how well they seem, but you have the ability to, to just notice things and point them out in a compliment, or just an observation, that's a gift. And when we use those gifts, whatever yours is, and maybe you have more than one, I don't mean to diminish, but whatever those gifts are, when you use those gifts, you're, you're accessing your genius. And to the degree that we access our genius, Use it, flow in it, look for ways to help other people with our genius. Ooh, that moves us closer and closer to our purpose. And when we find our purpose, it involves every day, all day, flowing in our genius. Think about that. When you do something that you're just naturally good at, you feel good feels good to do something for somebody else that you can do. Imagine living your life like that every day of your life, feeling really good about doing what you're able to do. You can. That's what it means to live your purpose. To, to feel good about yourself and what you're able to do every day of your life. Now, living our purpose always, always involves serving others. Maybe it's creating a product. Maybe it's not necessarily serving, literally serving others. Maybe it does mean that. But it might mean using our creativity to make something, create something that, that enhances the lives of others, that adds value to the world. That's fine. It doesn't matter. But in one way or another, your genius is for other people. It's not just for you. 
it's the, the good feelings splash back up on you, make your life better. Absolutely. But it's always for somebody else. So sometimes our genius is really around the people around us. What I mean by that is you might have someone in your life who's challenging, who's difficult, who's grouchy, miserable, a curmudgeon. (laughs) Maybe you have somebody in your life who's terminally ill. Maybe you have somebody in your life who doesn't have the mental capacity. Think of an Alzheimer's patient. They can't reciprocate, can't do anything for you. But you can do something for them because you're uniquely positioned to do it. The reason why I brought up people who are difficult, curmudgeons, let's call them, is because if you have that person in your life, you may have standing in your life that you're the only one who can really talk to that person about difficult things. You may be the one, the only one, who can crack a joke with that person and get them to smile a little bit or get their mind off of what's troubling them. That's genius. So the people for whom our gifts have been given to us or entrusted to us may be right at our fingertips. They may live in our home. They might be the people next door. They might be the people at church. They might be coworkers. Or they might be people you've never even met yet. So for example, I've written books. And the books have opened doors for me to communicate with people who I've never met. To communicate with people who I will probably never meet. So when you think about, I I think it's 15 books now that I've written, thousands of books in the hands of thousands of people who I'll never have the opportunity to meet. But I've been able to communicate with them. And I hope that I've helped. Same thing with this podcast. I don't get to meet every single person who ever downloads and listens to this podcast. Nevertheless, here we are. I'm speaking to you. And I hope it's of value to you. I hope and I pray that I'm using what God gave me to make your life better, to add value to your life to trigger thoughts in your mind about possibilities, about who you are, who you really are, the goodness that's inside of you, the genius that's inside of you, that's there waiting for you to just tap into it. When we do that, oh, life gets so fun, exciting. Opportunities present themselves because there are people, whether you know them or not, whether they're near or far, there are people who need your genius. Now, you can't serve other people with your genius or any other way for any length of time consistently and sustainably unless you take care of yourself. You have to be the best you can be in order to sustainably help other people. And what I mean by that, you have to be your best spiritually, 
you can't be chaotic. You have to be peaceful. Chaos will be a roadblock. It'll, at best, diminish what you're able to do or what, what, you, what you've been equipped to do. Let me put it that way. You have to be at your best mentally. You have to be at your best physically, emotionally, even financially, really, if you think about it. You can money is just a tool. So if you are at your best financially, then you'll have read the resources that you will need to meet some of the needs that you see in the world and that you feel moved to meet. How do you get to be your best? How do you take care of yourself? Well, it's a full-time job. <laughs> Trying to make sure that you eat nutritious food and you move more than you sit and you drink water instead of soda and all of those kinds of things. The most important thing though I've noticed is is to find peace. And that can be really really hard especially when you're living in a situation or working in a situation that's chaotic and even dysfunctional. But we don't have to let all of that get into us. We can bring the peace to wherever we go. The best way to get peace is to get it from, from Jesus who said, my peace, I leave you. My peace, I give you. So the first step, I think, to being the best you that you can be, which positions you to access your genius is to carve out time to just be quiet, to breathe deeply and slowly, and to just ask God to show you the genius that he planted inside of you. See, this isn't about anything that you've gone to school to learn. It's not about your level of accomplishment or achievement. It's not about how amazing you are. I think you are amazing. I think you're awesome. But but really, it's not about that. It's about what God put in you that will sit dormant our whole lives until we tap it. We have to access our genius. So let's talk about being your best. How can you be that best version of yourself that you can possibly be? Well, a lot of people talk about live your best life. Okay, well, what does that really mean? Some people think that means um, doing what we want to do, living life our way, making our own choices. Okay, well, maybe there's some element of that. I think it means operating at excellence, or at least trying to do so. 
living our lives in such a way that we have integrity. We live, we operate with integrity, not that we just have it, like it's a thing to own and sit on the desk, but living in with integrity every day means having dignity. We don't even talk about dignity in our culture. It's, it's about honesty, having a zero tolerance policy for deceit, for example. Deciding. No, I'm, I'm not going to tell a little white lie uh, that I, oh, the reason that I'm late is, you know, this happened or whatever. No. Mm -mm. Just deciding. No, I'm going to come up higher. I'm going to live higher than that. I'm not going to participate in things that are below me, in things that debase me or that drag me down. I'm not going to participate in drama, for example. I'm not going to listen to music or watch shows or videos or movies or whatever it is that, that are all about gossip and drama and wrong things. Um, okay, I'll just say it, sinful things. Oh, there I said it. You know, we're not comfortable in our culture talking about sin. We have lots of little euphemisms for sin. Okay. But I think the best way for us to really get at this is to just call it what it is. Call it all what it is. When we're doing something that's wrong and we know it's wrong, stop. Don't, don't cheat on your spouse. Don't cheat on your income tax. Don't drive over the speeding limit. There's a reason for a speed limit. Don't say things that aren't true. It's so simple. This is all stuff that we learned in kindergarten. I hope that we did. Being your best self means being your most optimistic self, expecting good things to happen. Living purposefully and deliberately. I'm looking at a list now. So I wrote this book. There it is. How to Get to Awesome. 101 Ways to Find Your Best Self. Being generous. Being your best self involves being generous, not just with money, not just with... Um, you know, sharing your lunch, it's being generous with your time, being generous with your wisdom, being generous with your compliments, being a generous person all around. Being your best self means being a good example, being a good leader of others. Maybe you're not in your work uh, in a position of leadership, but guess what? You're in a position of leadership over the young people in your life. If you have children in your family, it's all about being that example, leading others, modeling for others, what a good life looks like. Being your best means being your best for those who you're in relationship with. Having healthy relationships with people to the degree that you can control that. But in other words, not engaging in other people's pathology. 
don't get caught up, tangled up in, I, I don't know how else to put it, but drama with people who aren't being their best selves. You will be a better influence on those people when you model being your best self. It's the best way to teach them how to be. Being your best self involves being responsible. Be responsible for your words, your attitudes, your actions, your choices, your decisions, for everything. Don't blame anybody else for the way you react to something. Somebody else might do something that's completely out of your control. How you react to it is completely within your control. Being your best self involves being a good communicator. Being a good communicator is is about being a good listener, trying to understand not only the words that people are saying to you, but the meaning beneath those words, especially when something that's said to you is harsh. Trying to understand, okay, where's this coming from? Is this person not feeling well? Is something is something wrong with this person? Like, why would this person say something to me that's offensive? Instead of taking offense, really trying to understand what's going on here. What's wrong with this person? What happened to this person that would make this person say or do these things? Being a good communicator is it, it involves all of this because what we really don't want to do is react. Often our just knee-jerk reactions um, exacerbate the problem. Doesn't make anything any better. But if we thoughtfully consider the circumstances and then respond, that's where our power is. That's how we take control to the degree that we can of the situation, of the conversation, whatever it is. And when we do that, we're modeling for other people how to do that. Being your best self is being resourceful. Figuring out how to deal with circumstances, how to deal with people, how to deal at work, just how to deal. We're going to always know how to deal or have to deal. We're going to always have to deal. So we might as well learn and get better and better and better at it. So if you haven't dealt with something well in the past, that's okay. Don't beat yourself up over it. That was yesterday. This is now. And so do a new thing. Try a new thing. There are some really good uh, pieces of advice in this book about how to respond. Uh, and then the last one here is being your best self is, is really about being effective. It's about being impactful because your genius is what will make you the most impactful that you can possibly be. You can do good things. We all can do good things. We can be good without necessarily accessing our genius. 
But when we access that genius that God put inside of us, the thing that we just know how to do and that we're just naturally good at, it's like adding super to our natural. And, and, it, and it can yield supernatural results. And that may seem, depending on where you are in your life and, and what's going on in your life, it may sound like a stretch. It may sound impossible. But let me tell you, seriously, I know what I'm talking about with this. Because I spent the first 40 years of my life thinking that I was a white trash loser. And I still felt that way when I was the CEO of my own company, when I was financially successful, living in an amazing home, uh, driving the car of my dreams, wearing an Armani suit. And I still thought of myself and described myself as white trash. I used to say things like, well, you could take the girl off the street, but you can't get the street out of the girl. Oh, ha ha, funny, funny. And, and so I would joke about it, but the words that came out of my mouth were indicators for what I believed was true. And I wish I would have learned sooner what I'm telling you now. That there are things, I learned that there were things about me that set me apart. That there were that there were a combination of things that were my genius. And other people pointed it out to me. It's not like I um I don't know. I did just didn't um mysteriously and miraculously figure this out. <laughs> I wish I had, and much sooner. But it was it was people around me who pointed this out to me. So so mine, for example, um, I have what has been referred to as a spiritual gift of encouragement. I'm naturally optimistic. I just automatically expect good things to happen. I know the old African proverb, when you pray, move your feet. So I know that good things won't happen as long as I'm laying on the couch eating potato chips, uh, my favorite position, <laughs> my favorite, you know, snacky thing to eat. No, I've noticed uh, when I want something good to happen, I have to pray about it and I have to make it happen. I have to go collaborate and cooperate with God. I don't take credit for it. I know it's not me, but I have noticed that I have to get up. And I have to do my part. So there's the there's optimism. There's a willingness to work hard to make things happen. There's a gift of encouragement. There's maybe a, a piece of it that's intuition. That probably has more to do with my ability to read micro expressions on faces to understand if people are really tracking with me or not. There's an awareness of my own faults and failings uh, that keep me in check. So no matter what I would ever accomplish in my life, I'll never get to be arrogant about it because <laughs> I already know that uh, no, my all these faults and failings will keep me from ever being too terribly prideful. But but that crazy combination is my genius. 
So if you think about all the clues that we've talked about in other segments of this podcast, the clues, go back and listen to them if you haven't heard them, but gather your clues and think of them like the ingredients to a cake. You're going to bake a cake and you put in a teaspoon of vanilla, like you wouldn't drink vanilla, you know, awful. Uh, three cups of flour. You wouldn't just eat flour. You choke on it. Um, a tablespoon of baking powder or soda or whatever it is that you put in cake. And so all these different ingredients and any one of them individually, you know, is not necessarily uh, something that you want to sit down and eat a bowl of, but you mix it all and then you bake it. And what comes out is awesome. That's what I'm talking about. So your genius, it it could be one one really specific thing, but I think more likely it's this it's this beautiful combination of things that makes you special and unique and gives you access to people and equips you to do good things, say good things, figure out what needs to be done see things that other people don't see. Whatever your genius is, I want to encourage you, make it a priority. Don't put this, don't write, don't don't be like me. And, you know, I hear a podcast and I write a note and I'm like, oh yeah, I need to do that. And then it's a post-it note that gets lost or, you know, it gets put till uh, next month and the next month comes and I'm busy and I put it to the next following month and following month and three or four months later and it doesn't get done. And then, and then it eventually just dies out. Don't be like that about this, because this is, if there is a shortcut, if there is a fast track to finding and living your purpose and loving your life, it's this. So do the work of gathering your clues, maybe talk to friends, ask what they think are the best things about you. And, and, you know, sometimes it's more than just talking to friends. Maybe it's even thinking about criticisms that have been leveled. Because sometimes we learn from people who aren't very kind and say things. Now, a lot of the things that unkind people say probably need to be thrown out with the trash and never dug back up. But there might be something in there. I don't know, something maybe that a teacher wrote and a progress report or something that was it wasn't necessarily intended to be mean-spirited, but it might be a clue. So not just the good things, but the criticisms. Because let me tell you, some of the things that I've been criticized for in my life, um, okay, I'm I'm uh, too pushy or too assertive, too aggressive. Well, that translates into tenacity. I'm relentless. When I'm moving forward with something that I know that I'm supposed to do, I just refuse to give up. That's that's tenacity. So some people see it as a negative. No, I, I don't see it as a negative. This is the way God made me. I'm not going to apologize for that. Um, try to tame it and use it where I need to be using it. Um, some of the other things. Oh, gosh, I've been criticized for talking too much. Well, if God gave me a gift of being able to communicate with people in ways that hopefully help other people, well, 
I, what I have to do is learn how to tame that and not dominate every single conversation in every single setting, but channel the ability to communicate into my writing, my blog, my, uh, my books, articles that I submit to magazines in this podcast, media interviews that I've done, keynote speeches that I do. When you learn to channel the things that maybe you've been criticized for, you channel them and use them in the right way, you're using your genius in the right place with people you can really help, not with people who will criticize you and turn you off because they're just not part of the demographic that you were created to help. So you get what I'm saying. Gather your clues. Mine everything. Turn over every stone until you find your genius. And then you rock it, baby. You be you. And that will take you right straight in to the sweet middle of your purpose, God's purpose for your life, for which you were perfectly created. All right. See you next week. If you're somebody who does not have the time or the desire to sit in a chair and hold a book in your hands and read, I got you. I'm turning all of my books into audiobooks on Audible. So you can listen while you're driving and when you go to the gym and while you're doing the laundry and whatever it is, you can multitask and you can be improving your life. That's why I've written every single one of my books. I'm so excited to announce that Succeed Because of what you've been through is now on audio, on Audible. So is the prayer that covers it all. The keys to answered prayer, those are super quick listens and powerful. They are power packed. I want you to get those. All the rest are coming as well. Successful survivors, the eight character traits of survivors and how you can attain them. Acts of kindness, 101 ways to make the world a better place. How to get to awesome, 101 ways to find your best self. 30 Days to Happiness, The Kindness Quotient, Love is Action. They're all going to be audiobooks. Go to Audible and search for them. And step by step, create the life that you want to live, the life you deserve to live. The life you were, yeah, born to live. Have you thought about writing a book, but you just kind of don't know where to start? Or maybe you don't have the time? If that's you, I have good news for you. I created an online self-paced micro-learning course that breaks everything down. My formula for writing a book in days instead of weeks or months or years. It breaks everything down into small, bite-sized pieces that are manageable that you can get done. You can write your book and you should because your story matters. What you've learned along the way matters and can help other people. 
My online course will teach you about publishing and marketing, as well as writing and editing and getting your book out there. We'll even talk a little bit about public speaking and media. Go to my website, Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G, and click on online courses. Scroll down to write your book in days and start right now. There is no feeling worse than being rejected, but there's nothing more empowering than loving others and being loved in return. People who feel love know that their value is not diminished by setbacks or mistakes. But how do you get love? It's not hocus pocus. There are 30 practical ways that you can bring love into your life. And when you do, everything changes. I hope you'll get a copy of 30 Days to Love. Thanks for joining us at the Find Your Purpose Now podcast. Listen, we do this for you. It's all about helping you live the purpose that you were born to live. Because when you do that, you get the peace and joy and good relationships that you strive to have. This is real success. So we hope that you'll share this with a friend, subscribe, and come back and see us next week. And we would love to hear from you. Go to findyourpurposenow.org. Thank you.